Good evening and welcome into Sports Talk on a Budget. It is Friday, February 9th, year of our Lord, 2024. Of course, Friday, February 9th, that means it's Super Bowl weekend. Before I get into the show, I want to just remind you, if you are watching on YouTube and do like this content, please just subscribe right down here and like the video. And if you want to leave a comment, I love constructive criticism. Please go ahead and leave a comment. If you prefer the audio version, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe to the show there as well if you do like the content. But with that being said, let's go ahead and look into the topics of the show. Topics of the show are very easy today. It's going to be my ultimate Super Bowl preview. going to break down the position groups from both teams in the Super Bowl, uh, let you know who I think has an edge in the position groups from each team. going to give you my top 10 players in the Super Bowl. Um, obviously from both teams. And then finally, I will go ahead and break down the game and give you my pick on who I think is going to win the Super Bowl and obviously be the Super Bowl champion. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the show. So as I mentioned, uh, full-on Super Bowl preview, we're actually going to start with the position groups. And I'm going to go position by position and let you know who I think is the who's better in both position groups or who's the better team in the position group and kind of give you an idea of why I think they are the better um, the better team in that position group and why I think that could be a big um, a big angle in this game as well. So we'll start with quarterbacks. That one's obvious. You have Patrick Mahomes, probably already a top five, top ten quarterback all time. This could be his third Super Bowl championship. This is his fourth Super Bowl that he's playing in. So. That was an easy one. Brock Purdy has had a really nice season, and I think could be a guy maybe to could be a good quarterback going forward. I don't think he'll ever reach the heights of a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady or anybody on that elite status. But this one, like I said, is a no-brainer to me. It's Patrick Mahomes, and we don't really need to spend much time on that one. Much like quarterback, running back's a no-brainer to me as well. I like Isaiah Pacheco a lot, and I think he could be a very good running back for a while in the NFL, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is not only the best running back in the league right now, but he's one of the best offensive weapons in the league. As won the offensive player of the year this year, he's an all-purpose back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a hard nose. He can run inside, outside, short yardage. He can break it off as well. He's got the speed to break off a long run as well. He is your total package, your five-tool running back, basically, to kind of uh, do a comparison to a five-tool um, player in baseball. But like I said, like quarterback, that was obvious. It went to Patrick Mahomes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Running back to me is obvious, and it goes to Christian McCaffrey and the San Francisco 49ers. Then we go to the wide receivers, and I think this one's kind of obvious as well, and this one goes to the 49ers also. The wide receivers were kind of the issue all year for the Kansas City Chiefs. They led the league in drops, had the most drops in um, for an NFL team in, like, I think the last five or six years, but led the league in drops, and there's just no number one wide receiver there right now. Rasheed, Wright, Rasheed Rice has kind of stepped up and maybe could be that number one going forward and kind of has been. Marque Marquez Valdez-Scantling has played well during the playoffs, but none of those guys are really going to, like, worry the defensive coordinator and you're not worried about shutting down these wide receivers but when you look at the other side and this group for the san francisco 49ers you have of course debo samuel who is also one of the best offensive weapons in the game brandon Ayuk has really kind of come on and he's probably a top 10 12 receiver in the league right now and then Jawan jennings is just a guy who seems to be reliable for Brock Purdy. He's a guy that makes big catches and big spots. He is kind of one of um, one of the guys that it seems Brock Purdy relies on in big spots as well. So those three wide receivers, I think, are all better than anybody, maybe outside of Rasheed Rice, that the, that the Chiefs have. 
And I think it's, I think it was pretty obvious with this one as well, that the wide receivers, uh, wide receiver position group goes to the San Francisco 49ers. And then we go to tight end and tight end. A lot of people were like, okay, that's obvious. It's the chiefs. And I'm going to take the chiefs as the tight end because Travis Kelsey is an all timer, but George Kittle is a very good tight end as well. He is a very good um, tight end. He's probably top three or four tight end in the league. And what George Kittle does well that Travis Kelsey does not do well is George Kittle can play in the run game and can block. Travis Kelsey doesn't block. And if you watch a lot of Chiefs games, when Travis Kelsey is on the field, it's almost always a pass. When he's off the field, that's when they bring in Noah Gray or they bring in Blake Bell. And that's when they run because those guys are their blocking tight ends. So the more versatile as far as blocking and catching balls out of the back, um, uh, out of the backfield, sorry, just catching balls as well is George Kittle. But Travis Kelsey is just a difference maker in the receiving game. He is the number one receiving threat by far for this uh, Kansas City Chiefs team. Just set the record for most touchdowns all time in, um, in a post, or the most postseason touchdowns all time, most postseason receptions. So Travis Kelsey is a top five easily tight end of all time. I don't put him at one just because of the blocking element, and that is a huge element when it comes to tight ends. But either way, I'm going to go ahead and give that nod to the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey. Offensive line, you're kind of splitting hairs. When you look at the offensive line for the Chiefs, now it just came down today that Joe Tooney, who was questionable all week, is going to be out for this game, and that is their all-pro guard. So that is a huge blow there. Creed Humphrey is a very good center and a, a, a all-pro center before. But outside of that, they're kind of weak. Jawan Taylor is not a great tackle, and he's one of the most penalized tackles, if not the most penalized tackles in the NFL when it comes to holds and false starts. Their offensive line isn't great, but then you look at the other side and you look at the San Francisco 49ers, and Trent Williams is probably one of the best tackles in NFL history, but outside of Trent Williams, their offensive line isn't great either. In fact, both of these offensive lines are uh, mediocre to bottom of the pack when it comes to PFF rankings and a lot of different metrics, so neither one of these offensive lines are great. They have great individual players like Trent Williams and Creed Humphrey. So I'm going to go ahead and split this and give one to each, the Chiefs and the and the uh, 49ers, and split that there. Um, we'll go ahead and give that a tie. And then we're going to move to the defensive side, and we're going to start on the defensive line. And the San Francisco 49ers have the names on the defensive line, whether it's Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Chase Young. But their defensive line has been pushed off the ball all postseason. The Packers pushed them around. The Lions pushed them around. Chase Young has not played well outside of his first game against the Jaguars for the, uh, for the 49ers. He hasn't played well since then. Nick Bosa is still playing well. Eric Armstead and some of the other interior guys have not played well. Where you look at this Chiefs defensive line, Chris Jones is probably the best defensive tackle in the league right now. He's probably taking over that mantle from Aaron Donald, or you kind of splitting hairs there. I would take either one, to be honest, obviously. But um, George Karloftis, their first-round pick from a couple years ago from Purdue, has looked really good. They can bring in other guys on the interior that get after the passer. They lead the league in batted-down passes, and uh, that, that happens when you're a smaller quarterback with Brock Purdy being the 49ers quarterback, of course. So... I'm going to go ahead and give that nod to the Chiefs just because Chris Jones and I like the way Karloftis has come on. And I, I do not like what I've seen from the 49ers defensive line this entire postseason. They've been pushed around. And if they get pushed around by the Chiefs offensive line, which is not on the caliber of the Packers or the Lions who the 49ers have played. But if they get pushed around in this game, it's going to be real hard for them. 
Then we'll move to the linebackers, and this one was kind of obvious to me when you have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw as your linebackers, among with other people as well. That's an easy one to me. That goes to the uh, that goes to the 49ers, but these linebackers need help from the defensive line of the San Francisco 49ers. They can't have the defensive lineman in their lap. They can't have offensive linemen pushing defensive linemen in their lap because that's going to open up huge holes for Isaiah Pacheco and even Clyde Edwards-Hilaire if he gets in the game and gets some carries. So this linebacking crew for the 49ers is a good group, but they can't they can't reach their maximum potential if the defensive line is getting pushed around like it has the last couple of weeks. But either way, I'll go ahead and give the linebacker position group nod excuse me, to the, uh, to the 49ers. Then we move to the secondary, and that one's also obvious to me, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. You got Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie. Legereus Sneed was an all-pro, and he's probably on the short list for one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Trent McDuffie is coming on. He was a rookie a couple years ago out of Washington. He's gotten better and better each and every year. They have some good safeties on the back end as well. If Talanoga Ufunga was there for the San Francisco 49ers, this would be a little bit closer. I would still give the nod to the Chiefs, but it would be a little bit closer. But with him not there, I think this is this is clearly that that position group goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. And so Kansas City Chiefs would win the secondary there. And then the last one would be special teams. I'm going to give that to the Kansas City Chiefs as well, just purely on Harrison Butker. And when you look at the other side and you have Moody for the as the kicker for the San Francisco 49ers, he has been shaky all year. He missed the opening kick on their opening drive against the against the Detroit Lions. He's been up and down all year. Rookie kicker, big spot, obviously the Super Bowl. So this could be a tough spot for him. So Harrison Bucker, veteran kicker, has been around for a long time, made a lot of big kicks and a lot of big spots for this Kansas City Chiefs team. So to me, that's a no-brainer. I think special teams win there. Neither one of these teams are a really good returning team, whether that's punts or kick returns. So that doesn't really play a factor. If Kadarius Toney gets in, maybe that plays a factor. He did run a pump back last year in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. But still, I'm just going to go basically off the kickers in the special teams here. And I give the nod to Harrison Bucker and actually a pretty good nod there. So when you look back at it, you have uh, Kansas City wins quarterback tight end they split offensive line they win defensive line they win secondary and they win special teams the 49ers win running back wide receiver split offensive line linebackers and so you're gonna you're gonna split that there it's gonna be six to five so yeah six to four is the is the split there kansas city um gets the better position group there they they win six groups where the uh and they tied for one and the 49ers win four tied for one as well so when you look at this game, and I'm going to break it down with our top 10 players here, my top 10 player list, San Francisco's got a lot of the high-end names, whether it be Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, guys you've heard and guys that are household names. But like I like we broke down with this position group, when this is a team game. And that the NFL and football is the ultimate team game. And games are won by teams, not by individuals, unless they're quarterbacks, basically. But even they need a lot of help from their offensive line, wide receivers, running backs, a lot of things like that. So, But when you break it down position group like I just did, the Kansas City Chiefs actually come out on top there. And I don't think a lot of people would realize that until you actually look and break it down position group by position, by position group, which I just did. But now we're going to flip over to my top 10 players, and that's where you might see they kind of go back in the 49ers direction because my top 10 players, of course, number one is Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the league, probably the best player in the league, 
best quarterback of the last five, six years. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's the number one player in this game. Don't really need to say more. It's pretty cut and dry there. Number two is going to be Christian McCaffrey. I think this is obvious as well. Offensive player of the year. One of the best players in all of the NFL. Best running back in the league. This one to me is very obvious. Christian McCaffrey is my number two. Number three, I'm going to go Trent Williams. Trent Williams is one of the best tackles of this generation. Probably the best tackle in the game right now. And he is a guy that if he wasn't on that offensive line, I would have a lot of question marks about that rest of the offensive line, which I do. But he kind of really helps make that offensive line even better because he's that good of a player. So Trent Williams at my number three position. Number four, we're going to go Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, like I said, I don't love his blocking skills, but everything else he does really well. Him and, him and Patrick Mahomes can basically basically finish each other's sentences. They, they're very close. They have a great connection. And Travis Kelsey just finds those holes in the zone or finds those holes in the defense and gets open basically whenever he wants. And Patrick Mahomes finds him the ball. He had 11 receptions for, I think, two touchdowns in the game um, against the Baltimore Ravens in the championship game. So he's just a big-time player in big-time moments, and he's one of the best tight ends in, in NFL history. Then we move to number five, and we have Nick Bosa. This wasn't the best year for Nick Bosa. He had injuries, but he's still a guy you have to account for. He's still one of the best defensive ends and defensive players in the entire league, and he's a guy that can get after the quarterback, and he's a guy that you need to have a good game if you're the San Francisco 49ers. You need him to disrupt Patrick Mahomes. You need him to disrupt the running game as well. So he's a guy that the 49ers really need to have have a big game. So that's my number five is Nick Bosa. And number six, we'll go to the defensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. I have Chris Jones. Like I said, I think Chris Jones has taken over the mantle as best interior defensive player in the entire, best interior defensive lineman in the entire league from Aaron Donald. Chris Jones is disruptive. He can go on the outside sometimes, and I'm sure they'll put him on the right side as well and keep away from Trent Williams so he can even wreak more havoc. But Chris Jones is a guy he can make a lot of, issues on the interior he's good in the run game he's good at getting back after the quarterback he's just a very good player then we'll go to number seven and we'll go Debo Samuel Debo Samuel is just the ultimate offensive weapon he's great in the pass game he's great with the yards after catch you can give him the ball out of the backfield he can run just as well as almost any running back in the league this guy is just the total package when it comes to offensive threat and Kyle Shanahan loves to use him in multiple ways and they love to just get the ball in Debo Samuel's hands because he is a violent, vicious runner, and he does not go down easily. Then we have number eight. We have Legereus Sneed, the cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs. All-pro corner. He's a guy that has shut down a lot of good receivers. He shut down Stephon Diggs in the divisional round. Can't really say he shut down Tyreek Hill in that first-round game because just the weather basically shut down the Dolphins, but... Had some struggles against Zay Flowers in the conference championship. He wasn't on him exclusively, but he's also just a guy. He's probably going to be on Brandon Ayuk a lot, and that's going to be a huge matchup to watch, and I like Legereus Sneed in that matchup. Then we'll go to number nine, and that is Fred Warner. One of the best linebackers in the game, instinctive, can tackle, can get sideline to sideline. I wouldn't love him as a one-on-one against uh, Travis Kelsey, but he can cover and he can play well in the pass game as well. He's just a very versatile, all-around good linebacker. So Fred Warner is my number nine player. And at number 10, I have George Kittle. George Kittle, like I said, very versatile tight end. He can be in on-run on run plays. He's a very good blocker, very good hands, really good after the catch, violent runner. 
basically everybody that's catching the ball for the San Francisco 49ers is good after the catch. They all run well. They all catch well. They all run violently as well. So George Kittle is a guy I think doesn't get enough credit because of guys like Travis Kelsey and Sam Laporta that came on this year as a rookie, Mark Andrews in the past, Gronk in the past before he retired. So George Kittle probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves and just because he's also playing on an all-star offense, basically. But either way, George Kittle is a very good tight end and could have a very big impact in this game. So yeah, like I said with the position groups, if you look at the overall players, it's 6-4. to four. I have 6 49ers to 4 Kansas City Chiefs. But as I said before, this is a team game. This is not an individual game. So yes, the 49ers have the more high-end players in this game. I don't think there's any disputing that outside of Kelsey and Mahomes. The more high-end players, the more household names definitely goes to the 49ers. But at the end of the day, when you look at the overall teams and the way they're playing right now, that kind of favors the Chiefs. And that's going to go ahead and move us into our full breakdown and prediction. So let's go ahead and move to the full breakdown and the prediction. So we have the Chiefs, of course, playing the 49ers in Vegas for the Super Bowl. And the 49ers are currently still a one-and-a-half-point favorite. This line opened up at two-and-a-half and is now all the way down to one-and-a-half. I thought it would come down even more just because I thought there would be a lot of money coming in on the Chiefs, but not exactly the case. Maybe that happens tomorrow. A lot of late money comes in and moves the line a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and stick with one-and-a-half right now. And some of the big questions that I have been looking for going into this game is starting with the 49ers on offense. 49ers on offense have gotten out the slow starts in their first two playoff games. And they've fallen behind, and they've kind of sputtered out the gate and did not have good drives on the first couple of drives. They can't really afford to do that. You don't want to fall behind against Patrick Mahomes, and not just against Patrick Mahomes, but against this Kansas City Chiefs defense. This Kansas City Chiefs defense likes to get after the quarterback, but not just that. They're a really solid defense almost at every level. They tackle really well. They defend really well in the pass game. They are susceptible in the run game, and that's another kind of key to this game is – Do the San Francisco 49ers just lean, and this is what I would do, just lean on Christian McCaffrey. Because if there is an area that um, this Kansas City Chiefs defense is susceptible, it's their run defense. They're middle of the pack in the run defense when it comes to the regular season numbers. A little bit better in in the run game in the playoffs so far, but I don't love the game plan that Baltimore had against them because Baltimore was moving the ball running against this Kansas City Chiefs defense but they got behind and started throwing the ball when they have the best running quarterback baby in NFL history and a really good running back in uh, Gus Edwards as well. If I am the the, uh, San Francisco 49ers, I do not get away from Christian McCaffrey. Give him the ball early, often, as much as you can, because that is where you can win this game. You keep patching Mahomes on the sideline. You go ahead and just churn and get first downs of Christian McCaffrey. You can do that. I would have him running off the left side or off the left side from uh, behind Trent Williams. That would really bode well. But that's going to be a huge key to this game is can the Kansas City Chiefs get to slow down Christian McCaffrey? And if they don't, do the 49ers stay diligent and keep running the ball against this Kansas City Chiefs defense, which the Baltimore Ravens did not? So, and then when you look at the other side, like I've talked about in these first two playoff games for the San Francisco 49ers, their defensive front has been pushed around by both the Packers and the Lions. Now, both those offensive lines, as I mentioned before, are better than the Kansas City Chiefs, but still, you got pushed around. They ran the ball down your throat. Do the Chiefs try to do that with Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Do they try to do that? I think they should. I think this should be a more running-heavy game for both teams because both defenses are susceptible in the run game. And... 
if you can run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco, that opens up some windows for Kelsey in the pass game for guys like Rasheed Rice and maybe Marquez Valdez-Scantling keeps stays hot because he's been better in the playoffs. So that's another key to me is the run defense for the San Francisco 49ers. Can they slow down and get a, and get a stop on in, in the run game, which they have not been able to do basically since Christmas against the, uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. And huge matchup for me is the wide receivers of the 49ers versus the defensive backs and corners of the uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. You got Brandon Ayuk, you got Jawan Jennings, you have Debo Samuel versus Legarius Snee, Trent McDuffie, and, and company, basically. It's good on good. Good on good. Can who's gonna win those matchups? Can Brandon Ayuk get some separation? Can Debo Samuel get, you know, he's probably gonna be in the slot most of the time. Can he get open? Can he break tackles? And can this Kansas City Chiefs secondary, which is very good at tackling, remain that way because this 49ers offense, every single, like I said, every single one of these guys that catch the ball are good after the catch. So if they're gonna if they're gonna make catches, if they're gonna get receptions, the Chiefs have to get them down on the ground. You cannot let them get ahead of steam, break up all the tackles, because then they can break off long plays. We've seen that with Debo, we've seen that with Ayuk, we of course seen that with Kittle and with McCaffrey as well. So that's gonna be a huge matchup. And last key for me is gonna be Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has had bad first halves in both games in the playoffs so far. And this is obviously the biggest game he's ever played in his entire life. This, this is the biggest game you can play as a football player. Does Brock Purdy get tight? Does Brock Purdy get tight? And does Kyle Shanahan start to lose some of that confidence in Brock Purdy and call maybe more of a tight game? Because I think if that happens, that really plays into the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. And that defense can kind of, you know, smell a little blood in the water and get after Brock Purdy. So... Brock Purdy's going to have to play a clean game. No turnovers. Take what the defense gives you. Find um, Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. I think is going to be huge in this game. George Kittle, I think, will be huge in this game. Debo Samuel out of the slot will be huge in this in those game in this game. You don't need to hit a home run on every play if you're Brock Purdy. Take the checkdowns. Take the easy plays. Move the chains. You don't need to score a touchdown every other play. Move the chains. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Stay in front of the chains as far as running the ball as well if you're Kyle Shanahan in this offense. And there's a recipe for this 49ers team to just lean on McCaffrey and open up the pass game a little bit, short passes to Kittle and Debo, and kind of just keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. But if they can't get that run game going, and if it's going to be on the on the back of Brock Purdy, I do not like that at all, especially against this secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs. With all that being said, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the way that defense is playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not betting on them. So go ahead and give me the Chiefs plus one and a half to cover. And I should like the Chiefs money line to win the game. So give me the Chiefs to win outright. And I think the Chiefs go back to back for the first time since the 03-04 Patriots and go back to back and win back to back uh, Super Bowl titles. That has been my show for today. Thank you for watching and listening. Of course, you prefer the video version. This is on YouTube under Sports Talk on a Budget. You can also find it under Sports Talk on a Budget on places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many other places. Enjoy the Super Bowl, enjoy your Super Bowl weekend, and have a great night.